Well, welcome to Vassals of King's Grave. This is, um, of course, a Wolfcast edition, uh, so a joint review for episodes three and four, The Queen's Justice and Spoils of War. My name is Glenn. I'm Daco Shreffish from the podcast Facing Fire Forums, and I have a wonderful crew with me today. So I have Sarah. Hi, it's Sarah, Dr. Blood on the forums. I have Jock. Hi, Jock. No Jock here on the forums. And also joining us is Kevin. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin, um, also known as Gaiden on the forums. This is like a, a trend, Kevin. So with the, the Harry Potter podcast, I think you I think you ditched work to join the <laughs> podcast then. Yeah, I tend to leave work to uh, do stuff <laughs> I'd rather be doing. So it's the midway through the season. Hard to believe there's only three episodes left. What are you thinking to what about the season so far? Question to everyone. I think it's I'm enjoying awesome. it. Yeah, it's been really awesome. <laughs> I I think it's gotten a lot better since they've ditched this coherent storyline. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they've always been a lot better at the fan fiction y stuff than the. It's hard for me to wonder, you know, just how it's going to relate to the books. If you know what is, yeah, from Martin's plan or what's just their, you know, their own invention. I think that they've gone, I mean, I, I think this is like the pants leg in, in Terry Pratchett, right? Where it's just like an alternate universe at this point. I don't really, I mean, I, I was interested in the mention, I think from uh, Spoils of War, where Cersei's going to bring over the Golden Company. And there was a part of me that was like, maybe they'll just have Fagon with them. But I, I just think that would be insane for them to kind of try and bring it back around at this point, rather than just, you know, kind of screaming towards their own trajectory. <laughs> Because I was thinking the same thing with Aegon, too, and like I, I still kind of have just a little bit of hope for Lady Stoneheart, even though I know we're way beyond that. Yeah. But yeah. It comes up every season. Everyone always brings up Lady Stoneheart. That um, I know that there was rumours about Sansa being Lady Stoneheart a few years ago, and then I heard that instead of Lady Stoneheart, it would have been Beric. Dondarrion that would have taken that role uh, for this season. Well, I mean, I think Arya kind of, I mean, for her, and now her, it's Arya. her time in the Riverlands. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Arya as well. The wholesale fray wipeout seems to be, I mean, like, what's Lady Stoneheart going to do past that, really? I, I would think, like, just eradicating the phrase is sort of seems like her end at this point. Do you think the phrase are done right now? They'll not come back? I don't think there are any more to come back, are there? No, I think, yeah, I think that scene was meant to say that, you know, there that was the eradication of House Frey. Yeah, the, the right. frames of Castamere. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, a big, big thing for me is, um, I guess, reunions and characters' meetings. I was talking to Hannah about that last week, that, um, like, in the books, there's all these major characters and we always think one day they'll meet or one day they'll meet again and then they do it so effortlessly in the show. So you have the Starks re- reuniting with this well the last two episodes and then you've got major characters like John and Daenerys meeting for the first time. I mean I, I think yeah. that one of the reasons the show made the earlier scenes so I mean or the earlier seasons so torturous is because the payoff at this point really shouldn't feel effortless. I mean, like, we've slogged through seven years of hell to get these Stark kids back together. And I think, like, it seems effortless in the moment, but 
it's you know i mean if you think about the the protraction yeah you know what i mean like it's it's yeah no it's like they're finally it's rewarding us <laughs> <laughs> the show wants to reward us but i feel like martin is going to stretch that out for as long as possible like they're never gonna meet yeah but it's also oh. interesting because some of these actors they've ne- like their family and their friends off screen but they've never met on screen before uh, for anyone that buys the DVDs, they always do DVD, uh, DVD commentaries together, and it's like they're it's like they've not acted together in years, but they're still doing like meeting up to review the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin, to your point, I I loved the um, scene with John and Danny. I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll go scene by scene, but um, mm-hmm. just he he was looking around the room, and obviously he was looking around the room to scope out the scenario and stuff. But you got to think like there's a part of Kit Harrington who's like, who the fuck are all these people? <laughs> <laughs> like, where did they come from? But, what set is this? Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Like, it's a completely different show that, you know, it's like a, it's almost like a crossover episode, you know? <laughs> what are our thoughts towards Arya? Will she actually kill Cersei? No, I think that's going to still fall on Jamie. I know, it seems like with her list that everyone, she never actually kills anyone herself. It's someone else that kills that person for her. Mm-hmm. Well, she's, I mean, that's kind of how she started out, isn't it? Is naming people to Jack yeah. in, right? Which is so interesting to think that, like, it's just her act of saying the name over and over again that marks these people for death rather than her her kind of deliberate action in that direction. But, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Pretty short list. <laughs> with Ari and her list, it kind of reminded me of Danny, too, with her usurper's dogs. Like, they both came with a specific uh, goal of this is who I want to get, but mm-hmm. they're all dead. So it's kind of with uh, playing on Martin's theme of like vengeance not being good. It's interesting that yeah, the the plot would kind of almost spare them from making that choice, you know, where it it's they don't have to decide merciful to their enemy when he else is already taking care of it for them. <laughs> Convenient. Whereas I guess the characters that we still or that that were sort of being directed think of as these <laughs> are taking like we saw just absolute revenge and um in the Queen's Justice, we saw Jamie of Thorns, and, you know, I mean, it is a direct, vengeful interaction, but whereas in previous, we would have found that satisfying, now we're seeing it as a mark of, like, a failure to move on, or a, a non-productive kind of a dynamic, rather than, like, looking forward into the future. Yeah, because, like, winter is here, and you guys are still playing these petty games for yeah. this throne. <laughs> Danny was like, did he just call me a child? <laughs> like, no, he called everyone a child. <laughs> We're, we're kind of bouncing all over here, but I'm just a little bit disappointed with her as a character this season. Uh, it feels like a reboot of who she used to be back in Essos. She's very aggressive in a way that I, I'm just not used to her being. And now it's toward characters that I actually like and respect. So it's like, oh, Danny, if you could just tone it down just a little bit. Yeah, she is kind of playing the hard ass again, isn't she? Where she's, it seems like more of a facade than a, a real character. Because she was oh, so much nicer to Yara and Theon when they came over asking for help, but John comes over and they have no issues between each other, and she's kind of like, like kiss the ground and kiss my boot. Yeah. I didn't but then know. I'm sure that didn't Yara do that anyway? Like she, so Daenerys does help them, but then Yara and Theon do bend the knee for her as well. That's true. Yeah, she says she just wants to be the the regent of the Iron Islands and not claim it as a separate kingdom oh so she didn't want to be queen of the iron island that's that, that wasn't part of their agreement i thought it was that she would rule the iron islands but not 
as that like I didn't get the impression that she was like, I want to break off from the seven kingdoms, whereas John is like, now you have six kingdoms, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I, you know, am being too generous for Yara, but because yeah, that was uh, what bothered me that she would allow Yara to call herself queen, but she's re- driving this hard bargain with John that you you cannot call yourself king in the north. Yeah. While I'm on the Iron Throne, but I'll have to go back and watch that uh, no raving raving. Rope, raping scene again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the three R's. <laughs> I'm surprised that I mean maybe it's just it would be too early, but I'm surprised that the the topic of uh, marriage hasn't come up between John and Danny. Not because you know they're they have starry eyes or anything, but just because strategically, if you have, I mean they they, I guess maybe she doesn't really see a need for him. Like maybe that's the the main problem with that is that I feel like she him at this point, but. It seems like he has a lot to offer in terms of making the the region of the north a pretty much a done deal, and then he obviously is very interested in like having her on it. So it just seems of a, a pretty pragmatic political union that that would be a reasonable thing to her. But I don't know. I guess that ties in with what Miss Sandy was saying that that's just like an old convention, like um, you know, instead of a king being like the son of some man that they don't know or to do with. Um, like who marries who she's actually conquering the seven kingdoms with her dragons so that's why she doesn't need marriage uh okay yeah i guess that makes sense like it would it would inherently weaken her position by marriage rather than by conquest purely conquest yeah that makes sense but then she feels the need to have allies who are then wiped out by Cersei (laughs) like immediately (laughs) (laughs) so I think that's my favourite part about just like the contrast between the two episodes so episode 3 ends with Cersei being on top and just like completely destroying Daenerys' plan destroying um, you know holding captive or murdering the allies allies that Cersei had sorry Daenerys had but then Daenerys flips that table and then she's on top by the episode four. Yeah, it was a quick role reversal there. Um, but I guess we're only down to, what, seven episodes? Yeah, seven. So, uh, so, um, maybe, so maybe I didn't understand the, the episode. So Cersei had the the debt to pay mm-hmm. to the Iron Bank and then she, all, she thought it was a done deal. So Jamie was delivering that money to the Iron Bank. And then is that what Drogon destroys with his fire? Well, I I thought so. Like, I thought he melted all the gold wagons. Um, but then there was that conversation that they had with Tarly where he said, like, the gold is already past the Blackwater Rush. Oh, right. So that now they're split up, like, that he learned that they had gotten so strung out. But I, then the banker, at the, I guess that was at the beginning of the episode, says, like, yeah, well, we'll we're totally good, the gold gets here. So it's clearly not, at least at that point, it was not a king yet. But then, like, if by the end of the episode it was supposed to have arrived, seems weird that, like, that wasn't confirmed. I think Tycho said it was out the gates or something. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember something about the gold being, like, passing through the gate, someone said. So she literally just burned the food that she had appointed earlier? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Cool. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Maybe you should just calm down a little bit, Daenerys, before you do things. Yeah. Yeah, that was an amazing scene. Oh, but, like, how stupid is... I mean, I, I really... Like, Glenn, did you want to go? I feel like we're... Like, like Kevin said, like, we're kind of just jumping all over the place. Did you want to go in any kind of order? Or are we just, like, 
Oh, well, I guess we're talking too much about episode four, so let's go back a nudge to episode three. (laughs) That's so exciting. (laughs) Did anyone think that the Queen of Horns would still be alive after episode three? Yeah, I didn't expect him to to have her be poisoned or executed. I thought she might be a prisoner. When I seen all the the army coming up to Highgarden, I thought that it was like she had stolen that army away from Cersei, and that's why, like, when we first see the army coming up, so that was quite a shock to me, that then when Jamie and she had that that conversation. I I thought as soon as we saw her on the balcony that her, there was something about her body language, or just her, that seemed very resigned, um, and I I don't know, I I saw a couple people saying, like, I I expected her to pull a Tommen, you know, and just kind of, like... Yeah. (laughs) Um, but... It's that's definitely not her style. I think I'm glad they didn't do it that way. But, um, but yeah, no, I I was a goner. Yeah, a few friends might say to me, "Oh, what what do you think? Do you think she's dead? Is she gone?" And I said, "Of course she is." Yeah, I mean, how do you top that, really? Like, I mean, she, <laughs> she drank the poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she poisoned Joffrey, so that's that's how she goes out. Yeah, I don't think they made it too obvious that's what was going to happen. Just the way that. Jamie kept looking at the the drink of wine, or maybe it was Elena that kept looking at the drink of wine that we knew it was coming. For me, I was still kind of blown away that, it, that another one of Danny's allies was getting uh, trounced. That yeah. I wasn't really focused on the details. Yeah, it's like I can't believe. I love how she um, she drank it so fast. You know what I mean? Like it was it was part relief, I think, but then also part you know, very much no take backs. Right? Where she's like, all right. <laughs> Let's get good and poisoned, and then we'll get to the real, you know. And I was surprised that he didn't do anything else to her. I thought that was a very interesting, like, character choice, because I kept waiting for him just to, like, run her thing like that after she, that she had killed Joffrey. But for him just to turn and walk away, um, I thought it was a choice. Potentially questions about, like, a, a fracture in values between me and Cersei, right? Where, like, I have no doubt that Cersei would have, like, clawed her eyes out as she was dying, you know. I think old two-hand Jamie would have definitely have run her through but this new jamie wouldn't have yeah so if this is a poison where you just drink it and die and there's no pain why would cersei approve that well i think cersei's plan was to execute her publicly and jamie decided that or did he he said something about a a different like an alternative to what the original plan was yeah he said cersei had like a series of <coughs> ghastly scenarios all worked out and then he convinced her just to just to let her drink poison and then i'm sure like he went to the trouble to pick one that wouldn't be painful oh. you know what i mean like i'm sure cersei was just, just like, to... fine whatever just poison the bitch and so he he went and found one that was not that was the impression that i had anyway that he was like no no like i i made sure it's not you won't suffer i didn't think the scene worked because she said that, tell Cersei I did it, as if mm-hmm. this was a shock to Jamie that he didn't realise it would have been her all along that had poisoned Joffrey. And I thought that that was something people suspected anyway, that she was responsible for it. Or maybe that was, was that just Littlefinger that had said that? Well, Littlefinger told Sansa, but I think for the most part, everyone, Cersei certainly still believes that it was Tyrion. Right. And oh, Sansa, yeah. right? right. So... I mean, whether Jamie did or not when he let him go, I don't know, but maybe he just had no as, idea. As viewers, did we know that she had done it? I think she had said something to Marjorie once 
Yeah, she hinted heavily that she did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she told Marjorie that she she would never have let her marry a monster or something. She said like, you know, you know, we would never have let that happen. Um, and I think while she's doing it, she's like she's touching her necklace at the same time. Yeah, but I I think the only like quote unquote calmation that we had came from Littlefinger when he was leaning it to Sansa. Oh, Littlefinger. I know he is. He's so far out of his element at this point, and I feel like he's just smirking because like he doesn't know what else to do. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I totally saw this omniscient kid superhero assassin coming like yeah I'm, that was that was all part of my plan wasn't part of your plan you know it's just like that's such crap like you don't know what the hell to do anymore like this brand- is not the kind of chaos he's used to right exactly right and um, i think he'll um search his run once he realizes he's completely out of his depth and i think the cool thing will be um when he gets your white herb or somewhere um he'll get off his um horse and then he'll um, turn around and get stabbed, and it turns out it was Arya wearing a horse face. Oh my god. A horse I face? I thought Arya horse face in the beginning. It was there oh. all along. Yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> I, I think there's something very enjoyable about the fact that Littlefinger in the north is effectively like in the south. Where, like, what the fuck are these people doing? Like, everyone's crazy, and I don't understand what they're up to, and, I, you know, I can't. I can't predict anything that's going to happen and his his discomfiture I think and in, in being part of what appears to be a totally different game at this point like is kind of hilarious for as, as superior as he was to Ned in the beginning like he understands politics but not you know the supernatural or or the Starks or I don't know which is mm-hmm. interesting I thought that Bran was all seeing all knowing as a as in he had seen everything and he knows everything. So how does he not know whose dagger it belongs to? He said it was fragmented. Ah. In, the, um, in last episode, uh, the episode four? Or did he say that before that? I think that's the fragmented. Oh, right. He essentially has like raw data at this point and he can't, he hasn't figured out how to, how to process it or like make sense of it. Ah, of course. Yeah. See, someone did say to me last week about the Queen of Forms that, oh, you didn't see her die, so that was like justification that she was alive. But then I said, no, you've seen her drink the poison. Yeah. <laughs> but then this this time for Jamie, even though we see him drown and you've got the, the silence after the ending, I'm convinced he's still alive. Oh, yeah, Oops. he's he's got to be. Yeah. I wonder if it's supposed to uh, remind us of the time that Tyrion almost drowned in the... It, uh, did the episode end on silence with that one, too? Oh. Was that not the Blackwater episode? Yeah. That's, a, that's such a good... No, that, that episode ended... No, no, with it's that... There she on the throne. Valeria. Right, right, right. This with the, the stone men. It's, yeah. It's oh. and him and the quote-unquote Valeria. Let's not go back there. That whole thing pissed me off. That's Dark <laughs> Cock Merchant. Come on. That's, that was just a... That was just like a it, bonus for the... It was kind of cool, but at the same time, I'm like, that's not... Oh, stop it. Right. <laughs> it's not like... I don't like it because I think sometimes they take, like, what makes the book cool and then change it. I'm like... <sighs> I just... I mean, we were saying before, I don't know if you heard it, Hannah, but, like, this... I mean, I feel like it's it's such an alternate universe at this point that it's almost gotten to be, like, like a crisis on infinite Earth. You know what I mean? Like, a, a crisis on infinite yeah. Westeros where it's like, it, like you know, <sighs> Spider-Man can see the future. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? But, like... See, you know, <laughs> I, I used to enjoy it because of that. And, like, I don't know if it's, I think it was Julia 
or somebody was saying maybe it's because we're constantly overanalyzing it. So like the more I think about it, the more I just can't accept certain issues with it. Yeah. But I did really enjoy episode four. Oh, I was so like, good. okay, they're getting they're getting back on track. It was really good. Yeah. It was definitely um emotionally riveting, which is like why you like the book and the show, I think. So that was good and, and not as much exposit, you know. What you were saying, Glenn, about the the Queen of Thorns, I was talking to some my friend Sue who we watch the show together and she's a big book reader. And she listens to be okay. So hi Sue. Um Hi Sue. She uh she and I were talking and I said, well, traditionally we would always say like, well, if we don't see them die on screen, then they could come back. But like now we know from Stannis, it's kind of another precedent has been set. So yeah, I do that's think defunct. she's gone. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think she's gone. And I think there's no point to her character anymore anyway, you know, except for her. she's an awesome ass actress and I love her, but. Yeah. Well, I, I think they, her, they do need to keep clearing away. Her dressing all in black, I think, really spoke to that point on a kind of visual level where mm. she essentially died when her whole family did. Like, there was no, oh, I good. mean, hope she's, she's not going to have. It works for Cersei. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, she's not going to have any more children. She's not going to, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't have an heir. She's, she's in the house. And <laughs> like, how fucked up would that would be for you if you had built you know a legacy and then yeah you out you completely outlive it and you're way beyond your breeding years or something <laughs> yeah see if she were a man it wouldn't be as big of a problem right i was just thinking like what if if tywin had seen all of his kids blown up at once you'd be like whatever i'll just make more but like yeah it's you know <laughs> like, yeah. just blow the dust off and start again but <laughs> you know. yeah Frey would say that oh gross <laughs> i did um I enjoyed that scene. That's the last thing I caught before I popped on as you guys talking about the death scene. I found it cheeky how like <laughs> easily they did get into the castle because, well, and that's another thing that pisses me off again from like show to book is if it were actually High Garden, they would not have had quite as an easy time of getting in there. Except that they Just had saying. Tarly, right? Like, isn't Tarly the banner? So, like, he must have known how to get in, and he probably knew a lot of the... So, I mean, like, Dickon. <laughs> Dickon makes that point in episode four, right? Where he's like, I knew a lot of those guys. Like, I grew up, yeah, essentially, in High Garden. So, like, to the idea that you know, they, they would have had any defenses of which particularly Tarly would have been unawares, you know, I mean, plus like what. Is oh, it? so you think that Tarly's went in first and then the Lannisters? Well, I mean, I don't know whether it was a, you know, open the gates to Tywin sack of King's Landing kind of situation or whether it was just oh. like, you know, they saw him, they know him. They know they don't stand a chance, and really, what are they fighting for? Because it's a fucking old woman, and literally the rest mm-hmm. of the house is dead. You know what I mean? So it's like it's kind of I can just see them not putting up all that much resistance much to begin better. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because um, she was like, "Did we fight well?" And Jamie's like, "Uh, considering the <laughs> circumstances," which I took as like a very simple yeah. no. <laughs> right. Um, I. I, I do like to kind of just the look on his face when she s- says, you know, she's the one that killed Joffrey. I just think um, what I saw there and maybe it's just what I was feeling, not necessarily reflect- reflected in the actor's face, but like, oh, shit, Tyrion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> especially if that scene were to come about in the books, the brevity of it for him, because Tyrion's 
said, yeah, I killed your kid, you know, because he was pissed about Taisha oh, that's and right. that admission. Yeah. So I think like if, if a scene like that comes about in the book, it'll definitely have a lot more, you know, gravity to it as far as that goes because it's not even that jamie's really like hating on Tyrion for that admission but because he knew it had to happen right he knew what joffrey was yeah Yeah, he even said so i i thought i saw at least a a piece of his reaction i mean i think part of it was shock that she just went like balls out and was like yeah i was your kid everybody knows it like what you know and he's like oh no but um I thought there was also an element to which it was a, a kind of a mini victory for Euron again <laughs> with all the kind of needling that he's been doing, but where he was saying like, I've given you when he gave her the sand snakes, he was like, I'm giving you a gift that literally no one else in the world could give you. I'm giving you the, the people who killed your daughter. And Jamie's so proud of himself at the beginning of the scene for talking Cersei out of this kind of monstrous revenge against Olena, just because she's the queen of thorns and because she was a Tyrell. Um, but then in that moment, he has to have realized that he effectively just proved your own right. Right. Like he had the chance to give her the exact same gift effectively and like bring her somebody who'd killed her other child and arguably like the one that she'd been more angry about. And he, he like pissed it away basically like trying to point. do the right thing. But that's good for his character. He's not, you know, consumed by vengeance and, you know, gross thoughts like you're on is. Yeah. So it's a good comparison. Like is that, um, what she's, is that what she's going for now? You know, like should I have delivered her up to, I don't know. Yeah. But it was too late at that point because she had the poison. Was it too late? Because he could have just, you know, took a, a knife and stabbed her if he, if he wanted to. <laughs> well, he could have done, but he couldn't. What I'm saying is I don't think she would have made it all the way back to Cersei. Like, I don't think he could have. Oh, yeah. 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 It would have been crazy if he was like, psych, that was just water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drag your ass back to Cersei. It sucks to be you. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. I, I have to say I heard that. some theory that uh they were thinking like they didn't she didn't really poison uh sand snake number whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That she, that <laughs> just she was a psychological to. torment yeah. there. Like I can see her doing that. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter either way, but I, I really appreciated the um the lipstick thing because I saw her wearing it. Like I didn't I didn't put it all together at all, but like she came down and I'm like, damn, that is why would she <laughs> trying something uh, with the haircut? It was just no, I totally saw because she never wears lipstick like that it was so weird right and i was like maybe she's just like trying something new like i don't understand but but speaking of valaria does anybody believe that she might still be alive down there oh I'll why is she oh, yeah. totally totally still alive yeah, yeah but i don't know oh, i mean i don't think her daughter is uh, i should say yeah, then do we think we're done with her as a character on the story yeah no uh, uh, i don't think so really one can hope uh, right i've been burned before so i just i, I think don't she'll I'm come okay. back you know it's just the whole thing of them making it a point that we're going to keep feeding you even if we if you don't want to eat. That's kind of like, okay, they want her alive for her. I know they want her alive to torture her, but do they want her alive for the story? I think they want her alive for the story. What do you think she's going to do? If, I suppose if um, Daenerys arrives in King's Landing, she may free um, Hilaria. Mm-hmm. Then that Daenerys at least... Oh, um, in fact, Hilaria and Yara, so... They're keeping her alive, so Theon is, has gone to, of course, get Daenerys' assistance. She's not there at the moment, but she might be. And then Daenerys might help getting um, Alaria and Yara out of Cersei's grasp. I just, I don't think 
Alaria has done I mean like from my from my personal point like I don't think that she's done enough to deserve that on some level as a character like I just don't <laughs> I, you know what I mean not just because Dorn was terrible but yeah. just because like she doesn't have anything that makes us want to root for her like she's she's basically an embodiment of like pure loss and pure vengeance and I feel um, like there's there's really nowhere for her to go at that uh, I don't know I, I just feel like especially if she's you know gone totally bonkers after watching her daughter decompose or whatever like she would just be this like you know queen margaret from richard the third being like i curse you and i curse you and just kind of you know running around and like screaming at people and i just <laughs> don't really see that being like a good use of our time for the last season and a half <laughs> like... yeah you know it's weird like with the show um as opposed to the book you know george can make and and break characters whenever he feels like it uh but the show gets into contractual ob- obligations with the actual people mm-hmm. and so you can never kind of tell what's really <clears throat> gonna happen just because of those kinds of things you know what well, I, I think yeah. they said on i think it was history of westeros said that like the actress that actually said that was that she was done but i mean then again you know kit harrington said that too so fuck him but <laughs> you know like, i'm dead they gave me the phone call I'm like, um, of course they did. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure they gave up the call. I think my favorite part of that whole scene in the in the dungeon was um, her break in her monologue where she's talking about what she's going to do. And then she's talking about Marcella and she said, like, she was my only daughter and I nursed her. And then she says, you killed my daughter. You killed my only daughter. Why did you do Why that? Why did you do that? And that yeah. was like, that line for me was just like a punch in the gut. Like, because even Cersei, you know, she's so like you know loss hardened and almost like bestial at this point just this like raw vengeance but like there that the fact that there's even that question clearly there's like echoing in her head was such a such a powerful moment for me like i was oh my god why did they do you know like i don't know but it's it's amazing to me that well and again like it's almost it's almost like yeah my exact questions to the showrunners why did you do that because <laughs> Yeah. That is not at all the fucking game plan in the books. Like, Arian does not want Marcella to get hurt. It's the exact fucking opposite. Yeah. You know, like, they, they want vengeance for Oberyn and for Elia, but, like, it's a totally different situation, and Doran is, is completely right when he says, look, he went up there and he did whatever he did. Yeah. And it was, that was Fairzies, okay? Yeah. So you can't just start waging wars and acting like fools it's a slow burn here, kids. And then, you know, he brings them back into the fold. It's, yeah, it's my sentiments exactly. Yeah. Sir, why did you I, do that? I just, I mean, I, I think, yeah, like the, obviously the, the Dorn plotline just got so. But it was really emotional. Disastrously like as a mom, in the show. Yeah. yeah. But just like the, the fact that, I think one of the things that made it so interesting for me was the fact that like she is fully capable or at least you know, in passing capable of, asking that question of other people committing horrible crimes but the idea that mm. it, it would ever occur to her to ask like why the fuck did i blow up this of Baylor? like i feel like that question would never cross her mind so like she's no. totally justified but then she still has room in some part of her to equally blind vengeance as as unprocessable or, or unconscionable right i don't know it was just it was a really interesting like fisher yeah she her. has a weird duality yeah you know? yeah but it was just, oh, it was just she, such a like, striking moment. I did appreciate just at acting wise and writing wise. I felt like that line is so honest. Yeah. You know, it's so and it's so desperate. Yeah. But you're right. It's like she, 
she would never look herself in the mirror about her third child and the way that he died and ask the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. why weren't you there for him? Why, why could you not have seen that coming? You knew that he was in love with that girl and that he felt wholly responsible as King. He, he was a good King. Yeah. You know, you knew that about him. You knew that he wanted to be a good King. You don't think that even if it wasn't his wife in there, that he would have just been devastated that he completely failed his people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I've seen people say they're they were, um, sympathetic with Cersei at that point. Like there are people now that support her over Danny because of all the things that's happened to her. Oh, I, I guess because well, <laughs> I, I just I don't forget that she, you know, gleefully sent Sansa to be um, beaten by Joffrey. Well, she and she knew it was happening and she just let it continue. Yeah, you know, she blew up the Great Sept. So it was hard for me to like it. It was wonderfully acted by Lena Headey, of course. Yeah. But I had no sympathy for either her or Ilaria at that point. No, that's what made that scene so creepy, where I was like, what am I supposed to, like, how am I supposed to feel right now? Like, am I supposed to be glad that she's getting revenge? And then, like, her thinking about how she had never seen or experienced love more pure than in the scream of horror that Illyria let out when Oberyn's head exploded. You know, I mean, there were just Mm. all these moments of just, like, like oh my god, these people get each other on a level that I I really feel like nobody else in the show really does. And she was almost like face-to-face with her own double in a lot of ways. And yeah. and that's what she chose to do to her, which is like kind of the, the most terrifying thing about it, where it's like, you're the most kindred spirit. I, I see, you know, your emotion and I see your pain and that lets me know exactly how to suffer more than anyone should possibly to say. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It was was such a crazy thing for me. It was was just like close the door on all all of them and just (laughs) shut the window and walked away. Yeah. It's funny because I I think that is one thing the show does well is it, it does reflect um, the idea that George has as far as writing the characters in the books of not everyone is, absolutely one thing or another people are made up of many many things and um i think the show demonstrates that well because even if it's not explicit we feel it as the watchers and we feel it with our investment in the characters you know so you just you get emotional about things like that and i also it was the first time i realized oh um you know Larry has always been an amalgamation of her her character in the book and Ariane to a certain extent. Um, but it also kind of made me think of, what's her name? Tana Merriweather? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tanda Merriweather? Tyena. Tyena. Yeah. Is she the one that she gives to Kyburn? Doesn't she give her to Kyburn? Eventually, yeah. But she's like right there with her like, you know, elbow to elbow and, and feast for crows. And then, so to speak, you know, they, they have the, <laughs> they have sex and stuff. So yeah. it's kind of like, Oh, you know, she's many things rolled into one. She actually doesn't um, give a, not to be that guy, but it's like she, Tyena actually escapes when Cersei gets kidnapped. She goes back to, to long table. Oh, does yeah, she? They do, yeah. Who does she give to Kyburn that she, she should like, be oh, that how's guy. How's she doing? And then I think it's, it's, one of the it's a lawless. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? No, it's not. I Lawless. think it's uh, Lawless not not Lawless, but the uh, her mom and her sister or whatever. Felice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Is Tanda Felice? I don't remember. And he's like, unfortunately, she can't be. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, the grayscale scene. Can we just talk about that for a while? Oh yeah. 
I was wanting to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This so it was episode three that he. Yeah, that's right. That's when Sam does the does the procedure. Oh, yeah. Or was that episode two? I think and it was episode two. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Episode yeah, three find... is when he like verifies that. Three he... is when he's like cured. Yeah. <laughs> I thought and let that, him go, like, okay. After a D. <laughs> whatever said, whatever you want to say. Well, he's, like, poking him with the, the you know, maesterly poking stick. I um, <laughs> I thought, he was like, how does that feel? Or whatever, like, how is the pain? And I think what Jorah said, it's better than before. But I thought he said, it's about a four, like, on a pain scale. And I was like, <laughs> like, what the fuck must a Westerosi pain he's, scale be like? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's got a, the char with the face. It's right? like... Like, on a scale of, you know, yeah. like, the to dragon fire, like, how are you feeling today? You're like, mm, I don't know, it's about a plague, you know? Like, it would just be the most, like, insane scale you could possibly... Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah like, like, on a scale of, you know, gangrenous limb, it was just... There's, like, a little drawing of a, uh, you know, Liana in a bed of blood, and, like... Yeah, yeah, that would be, like, bed of blood would be probably, like, a six or a seven. Beyond, you know? Totally, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then there's out his head, like, are you here, or, you know? Yeah. Right. Did um, anyone get concerned because Sam shook his hand, and then... The episode before Jim Broadbent was like, "Oh, maesters have performed it before, but then they caught grayscale anyway." Yeah, dude, so are you kidding? Touching. Yeah. <laughs> also, he just put his old shirt back on. That should have—they should have gone full Velveteen Rabbit on that cell, like burned all his clothes, burned all his—you know—he was just like, "I'm just gonna put my tunic back on." You're like, dude. <laughs> it's covered in fucking grayscale. Like, put the pieces together. He's just like, oh no! Like, start all over again. Once you get that shit by just touching yeah. stuff, like, well, that's how Shireen got it from a doll, right? Like, isn't that what they? I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a show, but like, it was like a, a blanket. Um, He'll get his black season seven outfit uh, next episode. It's like when you go to the public restroom and you know you get out of the stall and you wash your hands, and then you know you see people that wash their hands and they just go touch the door handle and it's like take a fucking paper towel and grab that no you just literally undid everything that you just did or like he holds out his hand he's like no i'm good <laughs> yeah. cool. he does one of those like going for the shake and slick the hair back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. oh man so we don't think like grayscale is going to be a problem for anybody else in this in the future it, we're done with that now i don't think so when do we think that Daenerys and Jorah will reunite. I think I'll watch oh, right? Next episode. <laughs> right. They never. I don't have that to was, get things moving, really. That was one of the cheesiest fucking things about last season. Go find a cure. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I'll never back, and then she just pushes him underwater. It's so stupid. I have to say, though, that would be kind of an awkward cunning claw because he's like, hey, that's a really nice ancestral sword you have. Uh, it's mine. Yeah. Look, he's like, no, no, it, has a, like a, it has a wolf on I, it. My used to own. <laughs> right? Like, he's like, hey, that looks Only it had a bear. That looks really familiar. You're like, well, it must not be the it's same like one. That. Did you get out of Ikea? Yeah. <laughs> I love that look they he gave to the... Dothrak who took it. He's like, can I get a voucher for that or something? Because, like, that's a really nice sword. I'm kind of attached to it. Like, when they handed them over on Dragon's, he's just, like, watching him walk away with Long Call. Like, aw, never going to see that again. (laughs) Did you say Ikea? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Did you uh, read that fact about the the Night's Watch cloaks are just Ikea rugs? Oh, yeah. I heard somebody say that. (laughs) 
It's weird. It seems to me like, like that would be more expensive than just going to like a thrift store and finding some ratty ass. They probably just garments. needed them to beautiform. <laughs> yeah, I went to try to buy one. It was like $60, $90, I think. Yeah, like that doesn't seem cost effective at all. Well, I mean, when your budget you is think- $10 million an episode, I feel like it's a lot of rug so money. You get like a piece of the fabric, though. You would think, like, yeah. If it's just rugs, I mean, just cut square pieces of, like, get the rug material wholesale, right? Yeah. That's why we don't get enough CGI wolves. <laughs> spent it all on. <laughs> rug budget. <laughs> rug budget. Like, it goes, it goes, Kit Harrington's salary, Amelia Clark's salary, rug budget. Yeah. Peter Dinklage, dragons. <laughs> They're definitely not spending any money on eyebrow dye, though. And that has yeah. driven me nuts for seven years now. Yeah. I also like how the Lannisters are getting like drastically less blonde with each passing season. Like at the beginning, they gave Tyrion very awkward highlights, and now they've grown out. I'm like, I don't think you can grow out. It's not, <laughs> not really how that works. But that's yeah. Jamie is less blonde than he used to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That I always felt like was a. I well, I used to feel it was on purpose to demonstrate his arc of moving away from the Lannister. Oh, it's interesting. But now they kind of have like totally fucked his character up, so I don't know what it's about. <laughs> um, so I have a crackpot theory Yay. for the week. So in season f- season four, in fucking episode four, when the chick comes to the door after uh, Jamie and Cersei have been down and dirty, mm-hmm. uh, that actress has actually been playing Cersei's handmaid since season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now she's got her hair cut short. And so um they there's something about how like she's always been all she acts like as a double for Cersei too, you know, kinda like, you know, uh Saddam Hussein, like body doubles. And so now she's got her hair cut short for that too, even though it's like still dyed black. But her hair color changes all the time. Like at first it's blonde and then it's brown and um so they were saying, like, the uh, when Cersei gets crowned, she's wearing, like, a gorget around her neck that has a lion, like, right at her throat. But it's a black lion. And it says, younger, more beautiful queen, like, will come and take everything you own. And it was some shit about, like, how the handmaiden is a faceless man, <laughs> like, oh. and she's gonna, like, kill Cersei or something, or, like, impersonate her. No. And, or has been the whole time and has been, like, orchestrating all these different events. I just thought it was really cheeky, and I loved it. I like the idea that Cersei is so disgustingly narcissistic that until her own hair grows back, she just orders all of the women to cut their hair. Like, like every single servant is rocking that gnarly page boy because she doesn't want to see people with like beautiful hair around her so she's like cut it off (laughs) like you can't be higher than my head so everyone has to stoop yeah exactly yeah like that kind of yeah yeah. um i i think it's akin to like i think there was a theory pretty early on in the show where it's all about the opener the, the map and how that sun thing is like it's actually just the maesters in the citadel like they're playing on a big board game and like the show doesn't mean anything it's like saying elsewhere oh yeah so <laughs> like the the yeah the celestial yeah that's... so the opening credits is a vast table yeah exactly yeah basically <laughs> you're right somebody finally used the dragon 
and Bran wakes up and it was all a dream. Like, <laughs> well, about the servant, um, couldn't it actually be Arya since all the timelines are messed up, right? Truth, yeah. it could be the wave. She like stuck her face back on and was like, I'm gonna go kill some people. Get her guts back in. Excuse me, Jockin, that's fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. Thank you very much. It's just Jockin. Just Jockin Hagar. No one is delighted to pour your wine. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was a scene last season where that handmaiden was like hiding behind a pillar watching people do stuff. Am I wrong? Yeah, she's they they outline like I read an article where they outlined all into and like she's the one who um was gonna report that he, I mean, that Sansa got Sansa's a period yeah and then like Shay threatened her so Shay as like Tyrion lover and so like she's been up in some oh. stuff but like I loved her expression when she saw Jamie like oh this is happening now okay cool <laughs> well and then it was something too about like how she she was actually listening to all of Tyrion's little plans. Um, as far as where to send Marcella. And so, like, he didn't really tell Pycelle that. He told somebody else, but she told Pycelle. So, like, Pycelle ends up being the one that gets blamed, but it was really Littlefinger. I love it. I just, like, that is so high-level paranoid thinking. I love it. Like, it's just gonna be, like, <laughs> like a charred <laughs> flattened King's Landing, and she's sitting on the Iron Throne, like, yeah, what up? <laughs> they never saw me coming oh my god when when Cersei says that she's gonna get the golden company and the banker and Taiko is like oh yeah they they get stuff back that belongs to us and she says I you know as it happens I want them to recover something that belongs what is she talking I mean is it just Westeros like she says it very like you know I thought about that too I thought that was weird like her delivery was very is it Tyrion like is that she's still on that? I guess maybe right which I guess now it's, Jamie knows that he didn't do it. I don't know. It was just a weird. It was de- it was delivered kind of odd, because um, it it could be Westeros, but it like it was like a specific thing. Yeah. Not like Seven Kingdoms. I kind of thought maybe she's talking about Dragonstone, because <laughs> like te- technically that does belong to her, right? Yeah, but like I don't know, it seems Casterly Rock maybe, like maybe the Golden Cup used Casterly Rock, but like she never seemed particularly invested in that. Either. Oh my god, what if they do and then Dario's like, second son's away! That is what I was going to uh, just mention. I feel like the Golden Company is like going to lead to uh, a reunion with like all the SLS plotline. Yeah. Well, Necessary. Isn't, isn't that where uh, Melisandre is going to, though? Like, I mean, couldn't couldn't she be the thread back to... Yeah, I think they're, they're planting like the seeds now with her going to Volantis and Cersei mm-hmm. getting the Golden Company. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't think we're done with Dario just yet. Like, some of that's going to bleed into Westeros. Yeah. I'm hoping. You want to see Dario back? <laughs> I want a third Dario. No. I want, like, Dario 3.0, <laughs> where he's, like, a totally different person again. Like, <laughs> where he actually ho- looks like he does in the books. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like a woman. They're like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I kind of want more just confirmation that she did leave it in good condition. Like it's still the the Bay of Dragons. Not, you know. Um, Maybe they should do that with some of the more expensive actors. Like who? Like just replace like (laughs) Jon Snow and Daenerys' actors. (laughs) Just like spares. (laughs) Yeah. Did anyone think based off the like previously on clips that they were showing were you like lady stoneheart and then you got really bummed out really quick no what was the that happens to me like every episode (laughs) 
What was the previously on that you thought was? Oh, it was all it was all the fucking shit about the knife, but it was so many things of of Catelyn. Ah. Uh, uh. What like what is Littlefinger? Well, Glenn knows based on last week's conversation. I'm pretty. I have very strong feelings about fucking Peter Baelish. I'm like, I swear to God, last week I was like, I swear to God, if I see one more friggin' shot of him leaning against a wall, half in shadow, <laughs> yeah, smirking, I'm gonna just scream. And so I was a little vindicated that when Bran said chaos is louder, he kind of was like, uh, uh. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what? Then he smirks because he's like, "Well, I say that shit a lot." So, <laughs> but like when he's watching Arya, I that out many times. Anyone could have heard it. <laughs> but like when he's watching Arya and he, she like they make eye contact. And she's like, "Yeah, fucking what?" And he like like smirks and like nods at her like faceless man, huh? You know, or whatever. Like whatever it is that he they quote unquote figured out about her, like. It's not going to help him. Still, you know, this train of sat, like, even if he realizes that, like, benefit. He takes that. off his face and, like, but what you don't know nah. is. Oh, my God. I'm serious. <laughs> oh. He's like, oh, yes, you've learned so much and since I like, gave you your lessons. That piece off. He's howling to read. Oh, my God. <laughs> then I canceled HBO. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Burned my TV. Burned my house down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Poor Mira, right? Like. First of all, we're never yeah. gonna Howland Reed. Ever. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it was just cool. I like how Bland's just like <laughs> been real. She says he died beneath the uh, the weirdwood way back when, but mm-hmm. he had a little bit of emotion when he met um cold cold hand cold hand Benjamin, right? right. Like, he yeah. wasn't dead then. Cold hand. Yeah, but maybe maybe he was referring to the weirdwood that put him under. It was well, like she said she said you died in that cave, which. R- is a little bit disconcerting for somebody who's meant to be fighting the army of like you, you would hope yeah. maybe for a little bit more humanity in, in the opposition but she's gonna get back to gray water watch like 10 years after the fact as she finally finds it yeah and she's like yo dad what's up and they're like he's not here bro he went to king's landing a long time ago yeah. he was calling himself the high spirit she's gonna be like mind blown <laughs> I feel really bad for everybody who has to deal with Bran from now on. Just like on a, you know, like they're eating dinner and he's like, I remember when I cared what soup tasted like. And you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn it. It's, like, it's just like, I don't know. He just bums me out so bad right now. I get it. He's processing like the quantum universe and everything. But like, man, like put a little effort in. Can we just talk about how awesome Maisie Williams is for a second oh my god yes amazing. like she's just on fire every friggin thing that she does yeah. like she's acting circles around these kids that she grew up acting with yeah no offense oh. to like so Turner Isaac Hempstead right I mean I think they're both also really fine actors but man she just in one little look like she gives so much you know yeah has anyone seen this movie she did called Cyberbully? Yeah, it's sort of like um, Unfriended and all these um, Skype-type movies that they released. So it's just where she's on Skype to her friend and then suddenly she gets an email from some random person saying um, that he has a video of her from like years back and it's like this really embarrassing picture and he'll post it unless she does all these things so it's like back blackmailing her into doing all these things um so it's quite but you know acting it in it is amazing as well 
I see her on Netflix a lot. Like she has a lot of these original films on there that I just never get around to watching. Yeah, me neither. I appreciate what they're doing with her character that we've had two instances now where at least my impulse on her behalf has just been like stabby Murderton and she's gone a totally different direction, right? So like with the Lannister soldiers and then with the guards where like, I I mean, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but like, I kind of just expect her to like, God, if I have to kill you to get through you, I totally will. And like, you know, stabbing one of them or like breaking his nose or something. And she was just like, no, that's cool. I'll just chat with your bullshit and wait till you turn around and then go do what I want to anyway. <laughs> like it was just, it was very like anticlimactic, but in the best possible way. Like, I, I don't know. I, I appreciate that. She, she seems. No, to be- I love it. Glenn and I were talking about this. Um, I think after our episode two, I don't like when people talk about her like she's a sociopath because she's not I don't look at her in the books like that and I don't look at her in the show like that that's not what her character is everybody that she kills is either in self-defense or revenge based and in this particular world that is the only way for her to attain justice there's no court or due process she can go to right you know so it's not it's not psychotic it's there's meaning to it and she does assess situations she's not just a psycho killer and I think that um it was a good carryover from in six where she chooses not to complete her assignment as a faceless person because you know she's like yes I want to learn how to fight that's why I'm here but I don't want to learn how to just kill randos I came to to be able to yeah to be able to learn how to do what I need to do back home and she almost bought in you know and drank their kool-aid and then she thinks you know no i'm Arya stark i'm not no one i can't this isn't the place for me so thanks for the training peace yeah, yeah and I when just... she does get back home she's not just like oh you're in red so i'm gonna fucking kill you she listens to him and realizes no they're just human beings yeah. you know well because that's exactly what she does right after the red wedding right like doesn't she just light up that camp oh. um yeah. when they're talking about what they did to john i mean to rob like she, she, and the the hound is like, ah, crap, you know, and he has to go in after her because. She, but it, I, I appreciate the time that they're taking to kind of build that measured humanity back into her, um, and I also really appreciate the fact that it's not entirely her interactions with her siblings, like that it's not just like she's being nice to Sansa and literally no one else, like that there is a a kind of measured maturity where she makes it so obvious that violence is always an option, but that that there is much more of a balance to it, I think, than we would expect, especially with her, you know, opening, opening Salvo this season being murdering all of the phrase, you know, like, um, it's just a subtlety that I, that I really, and the fact that her list has become something of like a shared joke with everyone she comes across and she's like, no, but for real, it's a real thing. I, I have a list of people that I'm going to murder, you know, but it's like, she's willing to have like an inside joke with people. I don't know. I just, I really love the way that they're, um, they're adding shade to her, like adding shading. I thought she was going to leave instead of not, not kill the guards, but I thought the way she looked around, it's kind of like, I don't belong here rather than this is my home and I'm glad to be back. That's what I got too when she looked at the Stark banner and she was like, Ugh. like, and then she disappeared. I was like, oh no, but yeah, yeah, I totally thought that. Too. And I was surprised to see her back so soon because I thought she was going to have her own like slut plot for a little bit with Nymeria. Yeah. Was that episode two or episode three? That was two, two right? yeah. Um, two. Okay, never mind. I, I do love Sansa as, like, 
the straight man in this where like every time one of her siblings says something she's just like so weird which is kind of a, a very like hilarious callback to the way that they were in the first season when it really was just like stupid kid stuff which is like ugh Brand so obnoxious ugh Arya hates <laughs> you know but it, it, now it's just like oh they, they got real weird <laughs> like you know but she's she seems to be taking it in stride in a way she what do you make of the fact that they don't mention Rick on to Arya? It's just so good. Um, I just feel so bad for the actor yeah. and the character too. Well, yeah, and, and like let let's keep drilling it home that like Rickon's not on the show anymore. By of all the ways you could tease Dickon about his name, you're gonna keep mentioning Rickon. Dick for fuck's sake! Yeah, I thought that. That's the second time they've made that joke. Is it really the second time? <laughs> it is, yeah. The second time it was that card. Right, but I think it's the first time that somebody laughed at it, which was my favorite part. Like that, <laughs> like Braun was like, "Wait, that's the right one." <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're gonna own up to that, bro? I know, right? He's like, "No, no, just let people think." It. Why? Well, I, I mean, I thought that for what we know of Randall Tarley's character, because he they had Sam and then they had Sam's sister. And I feel like when that baby was born, he was like, this one better have a dick on. And then mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I was just like. Well, okay. So my so my son's name is Layton, right? And it's L-A-Y-T-O-N. And But we always say Layton because we're kind of like lazy to to say Layton. And he just goes, it's dick on. Like he emphasizes oh. it so much. Instead of just being like, it's dickin. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Like, don't pronounce it that way. Don't pronounce anus, anus, or whatever that phrase is. Yeah. Anies. Can we just talk about how John so blatantly painted those White Walkers? Like, I don't think he made up. <laughs> I don't think he made up all the other stuff. Like, I think that the the first two sets of paintings were legitimate, but then like the style it's so on stupid the, on the dude i just started laughing they were so different they were like completely different from the like they didn't look like anything they were like shaded and like oh, multiple shades of blue and like you know really rendered yeah. and striking detail well, and I'm oh, like, no, like we couldn't we couldn't paint anything except for like a circle shape yeah. another circle shape right. some squiggly shapes <laughs> Like stick figures for ourselves, and, like, but these white walkers like, photorealistic like, detail. Yeah, 3D holographic displays, right. 4K video walls. I just, yeah. <laughs> like, was completely eyes. buying it as well. I, I feel like she like gave she was him hook, a look, line like, and sinker. Like no, seriously, how long did it job? Like she had a she had a look at one point that was like for serious. <laughs> it was just like, are we just <laughs> My like favorite part? This is probably how this went down. David and Dan go over to the art department and are like, okay, so we're going to need some cave drawings up on the set over here. And, you know, think like French caves. Think think ancient times. Um, throw some White Walkers in there. And the, the art department guy's like, all right, well, we've got White Walker A, White Walker B, and then the Night King model. Like, throw that shit up on the walls. Let's go. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it, was it was like the exact three White Walkers they have on the show and then the exact Night King. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it it was did really... give me a. It did remind me of Planet of the Apes. So I got a Planet of the Apes vibe when in the original movie when they're in, they're in the cave and they find the doll that talks and then that proves that humans once were an intelligent being that could talk mm. or it's just like a little bit too, i don't know i just i saw i saw a tweet or something that was like 
you know, John, we need to prove this to Danny Davos. I minored in art, your grace. Give me 30 minutes. You know, it's just like. <laughs> Danny just falls down on her knees. She's like, you maniacs. I know. I did. Yeah, I was totally on board until the White Walkers. And I was just like, that's a little on the nose, you guys. <laughs> How did we feel when, when Missandei explained what, no, when Missandei asked what a bastard was? I sort of shuddered at that scene. That was weird, right? Because she's a cultural attache of all of the cultures. <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, we don't have marriage on Nas, so the concept doesn't apply. And it's like, well, okay, so you know that much about what, what a bastard is. Right. Also, when was the last time you were on Nas? Yeah, exactly. Which they kind of made a point of like seconds earlier. So yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was very strange. Maybe it was just a check to see if he'd own up to it. Like, uh, like instead of being like, well, well, a bastard's someone who's like uh, so highborn that <laughs> you know they just become king no matter what they do. Yeah, that, that explains was, John. That was a really weird moment. <laughs> oh, I just received a text that. Oh my god! H- awesome. Not about that, but <laughs> HBO being like held to ransom for ten billion pounds. What? Because <laughs> maybe it was ten. Maybe it was ten million. Yeah, ten billion. So yeah, ten million. Yeah. Yeah, ten I don't million. think they're ten worth ten billion. <laughs> Do you think like it's anonymous behind it, and they're just trying to punish HBO for not being like that? You know, like PC with stuff. Like, I love how in the first episode they stand around saying, or like in the after show thing, Dan and Dave were like, "Yeah, you know, we just felt it was like a great move for feminism because we've got these four women." standing around not listening to the men about how to rule their country okay but then you like literally kill three of them off immediately and i've still never seen full frontal nudity on a man that meant anything in this show no dick you warts. shut your damn dick warts well i'm saying like in a not stupid way <laughs> you know what i mean like that's not meant to be sexy yeah right time they show a dick it's like a pee joke or a dick wart joke or a you know cadaver joke or it's getting off <laughs> like yeah you know Hodor. Hodor. I guess not... speaking of feminism, it's like Daenerys is in this weird position where she's like the queen with all the power, but she always has to defer to Tyrion and even Jon for once. Like, what do I do next? Like, she can't make her own decision. I, I, I don't get it. I, I feel like... And their defense is going terribly. It is. Yeah, like everything... They, yeah. I feel like their whole thing about her needing armor on Drogon was a point extremely well taken. And, like, she wasn't even wearing a helmet or a breastplate or so. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, even if he's invulnerable, they said, like, you know, in episode three, I think, like, she's not. You know what I mean? All it would take one arrow. And, like, she can't even be bothered to, I don't know. And, like, in the, in the um, Princess and the Queen, we learned that the dragon riders had not only had saddles, but had saddles that they typically chain themselves onto the dragons. Right. Which is like such a, um, such a like turning point in the battle of the God's eye. But like, yeah, she's just like just barebacking it in her tunic, you know? And you're like, that seems like such a terrible plan. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, she could at least have like a Snoopy, like a leather helmet and some goggles or something like take mm-hmm. a, you take a bug in the oh. eye at 500 miles an hour. It's probably not going to go very well for your cornea, but uh. no, totally. Um, I also like how, well, I mean, you see that all the time. Like you'll see like fail videos at, or, you know, you're driving around and you see these guys who are on their motorcycles, full leathers, helmets, gloves, 
and they have their fucking girlfriends on the back in like <laughs> cut off short shorts and tank right. tops. It's like, well, guess you don't like her to have skin. Yeah, like skin option. Fucking idiot. Yeah. I hate seeing stuff like that. I wonder if yeah, it's just a Daenerys thing or if it's like a we want the actress to be seen sort of thing. I mean, I'm sure that's what it is, at least with the helmet. But yeah. she's she's leading an army. She should be in some sort of male. Especially because, okay, well, what if you have to land the dragon and get down on the ground? Then you Try should and pull be... pull a spear out of him and somebody comes at you with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should at least press plate on. Even yeah. if it's just uh, more decorative, you should still... Yeah command that image i think like a chain mail but made out of like silver scales or something you know what i mean so she kind of looked like a dra- i don't know i think they could do something really cool yeah. like for as quickly as they're churning out you know well, dragon jewelry for her do that. Could... like if you watch the after show thing they were gonna do that they actually had like some drawings up from the costumer oh, really? um but it went it went to the rug budget but <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so they really? scrapped that idea. yeah yeah, I don't watch the after show because I feel like if I if it's not something I can get from the show itself, it's cheating for them to be able to tell me it afterwards. Like the whole it's like the, the line with Nymeria where like it's not you, and they're like, no, 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 that was really cool because, and I'm like, it wasn't cool if I didn't get it from the content. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't get credit for something. Yeah, you have I guess. To explain. Yeah, they've been putting in a lot of effort to um, link it back to like the first season. Yeah, because that scene with Arya with the guards reminded me of her scene where she was trying to get back to King's Landing, and they were like, you're not the hand of the king's daughter. Get out of here. Yeah. Mm. And that scene where Jamie charged Daenerys, it reminded me reminded me of the conversation between Ned and Robert when he said some Tarly boy tried to kill him, thought he would end the war just by killing me. So it reminded me of that. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, I saw somebody mention that before. And, and Arya training with Brienne um, links back to Cilio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when she was training before, like, it was those two ended with the daggers together with Ned looking on in shock. And this time it's with Sansa looking on in shock. Yeah. Oh, did she um, um, use her left hand again? Remember how she trained to use her left hand, the actress? I think she does. She, always, she must have done, she yeah. She because... it yeah. in her left hand. Um, but she she switches back and forth now though, like as she needs to. Mm. Um, but like when she when she gets into her water dance position and needles behind her back, it's in her left hand, and her her left foot is always out first. Yeah, I love. She's like, don't um, don't worry, I won't cut you. Brienne's like, uh. <laughs> like, so I was seriously so nervous because here's how my week went. The only thing of the leaks that I ended up accidentally stumbling on was a shot of her and Brienne fighting at Winterfell. Oh, no. It was just a, a still picture of it. And right before Sue and I went to watch the episode on Sunday, um, I didn't get off work until like 6.45, so it was about 7.30 when we're going to get ready to watch it. And her daughter calls, and um, I can just hear her on the phone, like, did you see it? And... We're like, no, we haven't, we haven't watched it yet. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> and we're like, oh, great. Like now we know somebody's gonna die because we like they watch it too, her and her husband. But yeah. we normally don't check in week to week with them. They they used to watch it with us, but they got sick of it because we read the books and they didn't. And so we would be like, hine and hine at things that they weren't getting. And so 
they watch it separately now, but they wouldn't call unless something major happened, yeah. you know, to get our reaction. And so the whole time I'm just, I like gasped really big and Sue hung up the phone and she's like, what is it? And I'm like, I can't say anything. Like oh, <laughs> I saw no. something from the lease and I'm just so nervous. And she's like, okay, well, let's go watch it. And we get there and I'm like biting my nails, like, fuck. Oh my God. That, so that final was... scene was so amazing. Like I, it did look like they filmed it in like Montana, but or like, you know, dry gulch or something. But like, I, it was weird. It was like a I, weird, was, like with the buttes or whatever. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, where are they? I think it was really beautiful. And I think um, some of that stuff must have been how it felt to be like in Vietnam, you know, with napalm and stuff. Like and you're somebody... just watching burn and, and the smell and the like smoke, you know. Somebody was comparing it to illustrations on the on the thread was comparing it to illustrations that they had seen of Hiroshima. With like, especially yeah, the, that, the guys trying um, to extinguish themselves in the water and stuff. And I was just, oh my god, yeah, they they did a really amazing job of. Yeah, intense heat there must have just been. I am glad too that they just sort of showed people as ashes rather than like the descriptions in the book we get of people boiling inside their mm-hmm. armor. Oh, know, I love the I love the ash structures, right? Where like I think it was a wagon. Jamie looks and it's solid. It looks solid, and then it just blows away. And you're like, oh no! Right, yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I think if you're gonna kill off a dire wolf or two to get a dragon <laughs> budget, you better pay out on it. And I feel like they they did. And obviously, we know there's gonna be more coming. So that was really good and very very intense. You know, because you don't know what's gonna happen. So. Yeah. It's definitely on the edge of my seat. I thought it was really interesting that the combat styles seemed equally chaotic, but almost completely inverse of the Battle of the Bastards, where like the wildings were so crazy and and like undisciplined, just kind of berserk, and then they were completely undone by that advancing shield wall. Um, Mm. in that very kind of like 300 style sort of locked yeah. um whereas this one like it was exactly the opposite where it was like, the the wild onslaught was the one that overwhelmed what was otherwise um uh, well only because of a dragon i think they would have taken it without the dragon though i think so too especially because of the the commander dothaki you guys are terrible you know what i mean like i think they, yeah. the losses would have been heavier but i don't well, their formations were pretty much perfect the shield wall? Yeah. And also the arches behind them. Yeah. They seem and to have like a their dragon own came at them and they didn't break. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They melted real nice though. One of the um the most striking things for me was something that apparently actually happened on camera, which was the um the mounted archers standing up in their saddles. Like apparently they actually had trick riders who could do that and they were like okay and here's where you stand up and start shooting your bow and I was like, okay my god that's so insane but such a perfect you know historical resonance with the mongols and that that kind of like original inspiration for the dothraki culture that it was just seamless and beautiful and also just unbelievably terrifying that they would be so um so adept and so at one with the horses that they were on it was great seeing hey. them finally in the field and Finally, the dragon actually yeah. going to town with an army of people. It was, it was awesome. Um, so I got to go to work. I love you guys. Oh, bye, Hannah. Right, final thoughts are, bye. I loved episode four. I oh. hope they keep wrapping it up. And I hope that you all come back for Wolfcast because it's been great having a larger group. 
All right, I will see you guys later. Bye. See ya. See ya. Um, should we should we wrap it up? Because I think we've lost Glenn too. <laughs> I think his phone died. Yeah, I think we've uh, ran through both episodes pretty well. Okay. All right. Well, it was great talking to you guys. Um, and uh, say your say your yeah, prayers to the Darkling plane. Oh, before we go though, huge shout out to Davos taking up the uh, grammar police mantle from Stannis. I thought that was so awesome. Oh. He's like, a fewer? Yeah, we have less wildings. He's just like, fewer. He's like, what? Nothing. <laughs> that made me so happy. All right, I will talk to you guys later. Hey, happy thanks, Wolf guys. Pass, everybody. Okay.